What's up, everybody? This is Al Meg with another Comic Crusaders podcast. So I'm with my partner, the one and only Lucas Pacino. What's up, brother? How are you today? Loving it, loving it. You know, we're going to be talking about my favorite two things, comics and money, baby. Oh, yeah, man, because we have a special guest today, man. He, he runs the, well, the pop anime uh, show. He's also doing a comic book 101 investing class, which is really cool. This is why we got to have him on. And I thought with Lucas on, this is going to be absolute perfect marriage with this individual here. I'm talking about none other than the one and only Mr. Andrew Davis. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing great. It's Friday night, and we're also talking about my two favorite things, money in comics and making money in comics, too. Yeah, let's make that paper, baby, out that comic book paper, for real. You know, there's definitely a lot of great opportunity out there. I am like you guys. I've always been one of these first-app enthusiasts from no matter what type of run it is, because you just never know that gem you could pick up. I used to go to the New York uh, cons back when it was in the Pennsylvania Hotel, we were buying runs of OG bronze book at 50 cents an issue. I mean, and in conditions, you know, that varied from very fine to, you know, near mint almost. But 50 cents, guys, could you imagine this? The things that I, that I ran into and wound up selling. And, you know, before we even start, I just want to tell people this. Don't sleep in the Captain America Volume 1 Mark Grunewald run. There's so many gems in there people are sleeping on. And I'm glad that people are starting to slowly maybe notice lately but uh, there's a lot more gems there. Please don't sleep on that run. So, uh, Lucas, let me leave. The, since you're, you're my, my fellow crusader joining me today, I'm going to leave the floor to you with the first question for our guest, Andrew Davis. Okay. So, this is 2020, right? You know, it's been a hard hit year for you know, everybody, from the mom and pop shops to the speculators, because, you know, it's just some of the money isn't out there. What would you suggest? A investor that is just starting out, do. Ooh, ooh, this is this is tough, and 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 it's anti comic book to some degree. One of the things that I would suggest you do first and foremost, and this is the first thing I, I talk about always, and I speak about it with other people who ask me all the time. I say, look, you got to take care of your household first. You have to make sure that all your bills are taken care of before you can even enter this space. And it's the same thing that applies to traditional investing, too. Investing is a privilege. It is not a right. And so you have to make sure that your mortgage is paid, your rent is paid, your food. If you have money, you got to set aside for your kids to make sure if an emergency comes up, you got to make sure you got you can put gas in your car. You know, you have to do all of that before you even consider investing into comics. But let's say you're at that stage where you now have an extra thousand dollars. The second thing is that depending on where you are, if you're brand new to this, you have to sit down and you have to learn and you have to actually understand how this business works. And so, because if you take a thousand bucks and you just throw it out, whatever you want, you're going to win naturally some, and you're going to lose some too. And obviously that's because you're just shooting blindly and you'll hit something in the dark, but that's kind of the first thing. So the first step isn't to invest. It's to actually learn and understand. And I'm going to just drop a bunch of terms here. You have to know what a variant is in a comic book. You mm-hmm. have to know what a barcode is. You have to know the difference and how to read a comic barcode, especially in the last 10 years, because yeah, if yeah. you don't know what those numbers mean, then you're going to pick up a second print run and not the first print run. Yeah. And somebody might, you know, take advantage of you. 
And so you have to understand that. You have to understand what an incentive variant is, what a store variant is, what a con variant is, and then so on and so forth. And you need to know some comic history at the same time. And there's a variety of other stuff, but you actually have to know what you're doing and you have to learn. And so watch a bunch of YouTube stuff, check stuff out, look at things and check out and listen to people before you go out and spend money and buy books. And then once you learn and you understand things, buy very slowly, because even if you're not investing this year or it takes you two years to get your thousand dollars in, if you take a thousand dollars and you stretch it over 24 months and you divide that up, and I, I'm not going to do the math in my head. I'm too lazy. I, I Don't worry. I got you on that one, man. I got you. <laughs> on, on, on my Friday night, I'm a little lazy, but obviously you're going to go slow, and you're going to learn a lot of stuff. And then there's always opportunity. There's always business. And people say, oh, the time is now. There's always time to make money in comics. Exactly. So, yeah, so so there's a lot of stuff to unpack for, for the listeners right now. So, First, I want to address, you know, he was talking about the UPC codes on there. I'm sorry that you guys can't see it with the light. But those numbers, so for instance, that last number right there, that little one, that means that is the first print, right? So there will be like a second, a third, or fourth print. But you always want to make sure that whatever you're getting is the first print, especially for first appearances or whatever. And depending on the rarity, you might want the second, third, or fourth, but that's the number that you're looking for. That other one, number, that's the, the volume, and then some of those other numbers might be the year. So you just got to watch out for that and to make sure that you're well, getting what you're looking for. Isn't it also on the inside? You know, Sometimes it, it is on the inside. When yes. it's just this first and, print thing. And, and also yeah. sometimes with Star Wars Marvel, they actually listed first print, second print on the cover as well. And so some, sometimes books will do that too as a courtesy to their readers. Right, and then and then the other thing to unpack is uh, you were you're, you're throwing out that thousand dollar number and and uh, how much to to put aside. Um, so the way I would address it for a beginner is I always throw out the fifteen hundred dollars a year number, right? Just I mean I understand you might want to read some other stuff, you know, and you might look like want something pretty for the walls and that other stuff, but don't especially. If you're say you have like a minimum wage job, right? The minimum that you should be investing or putting aside, right, is say like 120 per month, right? You put 120 dollars a month aside. You know, you do that for a long enough time, you're going to be in a pretty good position as you retire. What does that break down per week? That breaks down to about 30 dollars per week. What does that break down in, in uh, terms of comic books? That's about six to seven books a week that you could buy. Um, when it comes, and that's flipping. That's not the long-term book, big books. That's that's the flipping, right? So, you know, there's plenty, there's plenty of information out there of guys that say, hey, pay attention to this book. You might want to buy it, and it'll be about three ninety-nine or four ninety-nine. Pick those books up, and then you might be able to flip those on some of those eBay books. So, once again, and even if there isn't a book out there that's uh, good enough to flip that week. You just take that $30 and you just put it in a bank and you hold on to a good enough time that there are some book, good books out there. So that's so I think that's that's a very good point that you brought out there, Andrew. There's some that, college here, <laughs> So, Andrew, so, you know, we're talking about, the you know, education, right? So what are some good avenues for people to begin educating themselves? Honestly, it's I, – I love using Wikipedia, just, just in general, whenever I'm looking up a character, I usually start on Wikipedia just to get a sense of that character and also to get a sense of that story and what's happening. 
so so that's where I usually start because it's the quickest way for me and it doesn't give me all the information but it gives me a good enough broad general sense so there are certain books I know nothing about and so I know nothing about Batman Rebirth for instance what did I do I'm interested in looking at a Batman Rebirth book and seeing some cool stuff and it was like five bucks and so obviously I picked it up I took the fly on it but then I started looking at it and saying okay what's going on with this and then Wikipedia gave me a very general sense and then what you start doing and what I start doing is I just start Googling stuff. I start Googling reviews, you know, and just type in on Google the issue number. So if it's Batman Beyond 36, just type it in on Google and you will find like 30 to 40 reviews on it easily, if not more. And then you'll get a sense of it and read one or two of those. And that's how I get a sense of what's in the book, what's happening. And then at the same time, as you stated, you know, there are all these people on YouTube reviewing stuff. And then whenever they throw something out and you don't know what's going on in that book, you just type it in and that's something. And then also I go and I follow a bunch of people on Twitter and I see what they're doing and I see where they're tweeting about. So Robert Kirkman created the walking dead should probably follow the guy because he's running images, entire financial division. And that's a good person to follow. You know, yeah. look up who's on the board of DC. Look up who's on the board of all these comics. Mm-hmm. Go, go, open well, up a comic book and actually well, look at at who's on, who's the editor of that company. So, for for instance, if you want to spend thirty bucks, go into a comic shop, buy something from Boom, DC, Marvel, IDW, um, Dark Horse, yeah. and Dynamite. You know, you know, six books. You know, maybe throw in a seventh one or. Put up an indie in there since you mentioned the big two in premiere. Put up some indie love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pick up an indie well, book yeah. too, but look, open it up and look actually who is in their cabinet. And then also look at the writer, look at who's the editor, and then start just following those people on social media also, because that'll give you an inclination of what's out there. And then also just type in stuff on Instagram relating to them or relating to Spider Man. And, yeah. and or Marvel and just look at that stuff and that's how I would start and then you'll just go down the rabbit hole right. very yeah, very I'm, efficiently exactly I mean you know you, you brought up um, you know Boom Studios Boom Studios is definitely one to watch because you know they have a first look deal with Netflix right so anytime something comes up when it comes to TV uh, deals or movie deals as soon as it's announced man freaking that book is going to be hot so there are several books that Boom Studios has been coming up with I'm not sure about the Power Rangers stuff. My, is this what we're talking yeah. about here with this Keanu Reeves book coming out then? We're going to see this? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a great point now. Um, you know, anything that's attached to an actor or a director. So, for instance, you know, that Berserker book that you're talking about, that's that's a definitely one you want to look, take a look at. It's going to be a little difficult because there's going to be like one to 100s, one to 500s. There's all going to be all types of variants out there. And then you were talking about any Robert Kirkman book. That's a freaking great one to look at. You know, uh, people are sleeping on the J.J. Abrams comic book, the Spider-Man book. People yeah, are they sleeping are. on the one with the sun. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna get. Yeah, they, they are sleeping. They're, yeah, there's there's the one with the sun, and then he's got a cat girl uh, girlfriend um, running around with him. So people are sleeping on that freaking book. You know, there's there's a yeah. lot of stuff that people are sleeping on right now. I'll add so. something into that too with Boom. So for those who don't know, Boom actually had a relationship with WWE. 
And so yeah. there's an entire niche market with Boom and WWE fans, and they're willing to spend good money on WWE comics. Yes, and those are. fans aren't necessarily comic book fans. And I know because I'm sort of one of them, and I've also flipped some books for serious money where I bought a book for 200 and you flip it for 400 Oh, nice and, job. Yeah. And then it's a big jump, and I made a decent profit on it. And while it was graded and it was signed and everything, that's the thing is that a lot of these companies also, like IDW, is based and built on licensing. And that's something also you have to look at is saying, okay, IDW has the license to do Transformer comics. Transformers yeah. is a massive, massive Hasbro product, yes, toys, movies, everything in between, video games. And IDW got them team up with everybody and their mother right now, from My yeah. Little Ponies to, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's, another yeah. Yeah. that's another thing. That's another thing. So that's something to pay attention Coast also. Yeah, that I mean, look, exactly. go, go to Target. Go to Target. And, and I kid you not. And look at the toys on the shelves. And then say to yourself, okay, what toys are being done by Hasbro? What toys are being done by Mattel? Is Mattel doing something in the comic field? Is Hasbro doing something in the comic field? And actually pay attention to a lot of these big companies that are outside the comic world just the same because they have massive influence. And you look at IDW, IDW has G.I. Joe and Transformers. Those are two massive Hasbro. So you need to slow down, bro. You need to slow down for the people. So slow down. So because <laughs> so you're because you're, you're, you're unpacking a lot of stuff for people, but you need to, you need to slow down because. So so let's go back to you, you brought you up people brought, excited. Yeah. yeah so like, right. Yeah. So right. Well, you, you got to slow down because we need to bring people up to what's what's going uh, on. I'm so, so terrible. Instance, I'm such a horrible. No, no, person. no, no. So, so all right. So you started with Transformers. You started. Got, you, you talked about My Little Ponies. What you got to remember is that that was stuff from 30 years ago, right? So that was stuff from when we were kids, right? So, you know, Power yeah. Rangers, they're also, they're also a big book that's making people a lot of money when you play it right, right? Um, Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's, that's big. And they're coming out with some Huge. new big stuff. That last Ronan book, yeah. if you haven't already started ordering that stuff, you're, you're chingaste way. I mean, you're, you're, you're messing up and you need yeah, to get that. And that presentation of Jenica now and doing that reversal of an origin. Exactly. Up. Yeah, there's the, there's the Jenica, and then there's that the boy little boy Ian out. did that. Shout out to Ian, boy. Um, and Kevin Eastman's back with them too. Yes. Exactly. And Kevin, um, Kevin's back. And for for those who don't know, Kevin is the co-founder and co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I don't want to go through the entire history, but it's good that he's to. back, and that, that's sure. a big thing. If you so, check out his Facebook or whatever, he's always doing giveaways on the OG toys that he owns, signed and all, which is pretty dope. So. When people go to the Targets and the Walmarts and all that stuff, when they go to the stores right now, the big stuff that they're going to look at, look at is merchandising from the games, right? So that'll bring us back to comics, which is talking about Miles Morales, right? Because Miles Morales has a yeah, big man. game that's coming out with the PlayStation 5. Unfortunately, people are not going to play it because PlayStation 5 keeps selling out every time we get a freaking jam. But how, how does that affect the value of the book right now? Well, you know, it, it hurts my heart because I sold two, two Miles Morales like a year ago for like three hundred fifty bucks, one for five hundred bucks. Each? That, yeah, each. That oh, is wow. nine eight right now. That's going for thirty five hundred bucks. Ooh. Let me ask a question. Yeah. What? I, I, let me ask a question. How much did you pay for it? 
and what you yeah, we know what you sold it for. How much did you pay for it? Yeah, I sold. I, I paid for them raw twenty bucks. Okay, I have, you, I have you beat. I have yeah. you beat. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I came in late. I got a story. So I, I got a story. I got my two first print editions for free. No, how? Midtown Comics was giving them away on Free Comic Book Day five years ago. Oh, say what? Oh, you from New York, bro? I'm. Yep, I'm. I'm. I'm a New Yorker. Oh man, I grew up in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, man. Midtown, right on Lexington. That was my spot. <laughs> so, 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 I grew up in Westchester, and I travel into New York City all the time, man. And I remember the days so well. So, there we so, go, so. man. I'm so happy you opened up that dollar pizza shop around the corner. You could read your comics and get a dollar slice on a budget, boy. <laughs> That's awesome stuff. But, but getting back to to, to Miles here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's a major property. It's it's one of those generational joints, right? Where my kids know it. Us older guys, we kinda know it, right? We kinda we, we understand that he's an offshoot of Spider Man, but for my kids, he is Spider Man. Punto. That's it. Right? Um and he's gonna be the Spider Man for them for the next twenty, thirty years. I still they get argue he needs his own name. I feel I, I well, as a Latino because mm-hmm. he's half PR. I do feel the type of way that like he needs his own identity. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate know, that they call him Spider Man. Yeah, call, and that's interesting now like because what Disney did Lucas. You know, mm-hmm. they called him Kid Arachnid in the cartoon series when he came on. I thought that was so okay. Cool. He find he has his own name initially. Yeah. But to call him Spider-Man, do you have another Spider-Man? I think that's well, confusing. you got to remember, like, cool. in, in, in his universe, he is Spider-Man. Until in he his, but over now he's here. Yeah, it's weird. They still call him but, Spidey, though. I right, don't want him it, to be it, the black Spidey. I, no I want him to be <laughs> Kid Aragnet or something. You know? so, it, so, it gets, so it gets a little, it does get a little weird because in the middle of his current series, it shows that he wanted to stop being Spider-Man and he wanted to be his own thing. He wanted to have right. his own little suit. He wanted to have his own little name. And then all of a sudden they said, no, nah, we'll just keep him with Spider-Man and, and that's it. And then that's you know, the thing that's, you know yet. Edge of Spider-Verse and then everything else. So that's him right now. Then the next one up is going to be Kamala Khan. She's got uh, all types I of stuff going on. I missed that one like an asshole. I missed yeah, on that. That's, yeah, if you did, if you missed out on it, I, I mean, missed, just it's I still... Still mid level. It's still it's pricey, but it's not too bad. No, it's listen, not my miles if, if I was maybe at, to be honest, if I was at my shop back in Massachusetts with my boy uh, Jay Pirella from Rob, uh, Robert Chicken Comics, he would give me a deal, a sweet deal on yeah. something like that. But where I'm at now, <laughs> deals don't exist. <laughs> right. So, so, so the thing, so the thing about her right now is that she is heavily. And the main focus in the new Avengers game, um, which just came out on PlayStation 4 yes. and PC and everything. So there's all types of stuff. And what's hidden inside the game <laughs> is her new suit. And in her new suit, there's this other, there's this like other evil version of her in the suit called Stormbreaker. Um, they're introducing a new character called Amulet, which is a guy character. Um, so and and right now, speculators are going crazy for them, and they're just freaking scooping those up. So those are. Very mid-level twenty dollar to thirty dollar comics that people can scoop up right now. That'll be no, really hot. Less, man. Down, people down need with. to check the dollar boxes so for real. Because a lot of shops, you know, do do miss out uh, on not understanding this right. initially. Right. So 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 that's that's that. That's the future generation when it comes to that stuff. So here here's here comes the question for Andrew because this is your specialty, right? Because you got it in your name, right? <laughs> The other stuff, is, and and I'm not even going to talk about the Fortnite stuff yet, because that's 
even Marvel is trying to introduce that. Yeah. Stuff, right? The other stuff that I see as being hot, and this is for the teenagers that are in between the ages of 17 to 24, right? That that age group. Anime, right? That's oh, yeah. the hot stuff right now. I don't love that stuff. Okay. So go ahead and start talking about that stuff. I'm going to freaking give you the floor right now to just go ahead and talk about stuff. And any collectibles, any type of graphic novels, comic right. books, anything that people might want to watch out for, go ahead, man. So obviously Attack on Titan is the big one. Yeah. That, that people love. Season four is about to start and launch and happen, and it's going to be fantastic. Um, and that's the end to it. Um, so, so just, just to bring in something that, that, that you might not know, I technically invented the concept of comparing The Walking Dead to Fahrenheit 451 and Attack on <laughs> Titan. Um, I, I was the first person to actually ever published, and I've been cited in some college papers and PhD papers because of that. Congrats, so bro. Check people, that out. People, like 27-year-olds are studying a 17-year-old. Go figure that one out, right? <laughs> so, 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 no, no, maybe maybe a 19-year-old. I give myself a little more credit. <laughs> but, so, I invented that concept and might or might not be working on the book with it. Um, so, that's something. So, obviously, if you like The Walking Dead on the comic side, Attack on Titan is for you. Big stuff. Big Pop Funkos. Attack on Titan Pop Funkos. Sell for a lot of money. The Cleaning Levy from Hot Topic. I just sold mine two months ago for a hundred bucks. It's a twelve dollar twelve dollar fifty cents pop funko. Wow. Um, just just throwing that out there. It's it's a big jump. Did you leave it a, unopened in the box? Oh yeah, unopened, cried a little okay. bit, letting it go. Felt really bad, but oh. money's money and Yeah, man, that's ten what ten the hundred times the profit right now. It's so, about about eight times, eight times. Eight times, eight times yeah. the profit, eight times the profit. So, 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 so let me take thirty seconds to, to to interject in here. If you're if you want to become an investor, you gotta have a cold heart. Right? Because there's so many guys that they try so hard to hunt down the thing and then they, when they finally get it, they don't want to let it go. Yes. And then it just sits on their freaking desk or their freaking drawer or their freaking catching box. Dust. They, like or, catching dust. Or or I'm gonna say it this way. And <laughs> it's a little bit cold, but but it's also I, I've learned a very good lesson. I buy two. Now, Are you one of those guys? Two of each. So, so or four, depending on what it is. Damn. Bro. So I, the other show I'm going to talk about is My Hero Academia. So I bought four of a character called Dobby from last year, New York Comic Con. I sold three of them each for a hundred bucks, and I'm keeping the fourth for myself. Are you stood on that line last year? I got them online. Oh, online. Yeah, man, because I was there alive. Let me tell you that the line was bullshit. The way they were doing everything was bullshit. I would never stand the line for fun. It was horrible. I it was never want to do the, My so, boy was so dying to get some, some pop figures, including yeah. that one, and he was not very happy. So, 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 so to put this in, in, in a very polite way, you do need to be tough. You need to be cold. You need to remove some emotional attachment. Yes, you can. You unless, unless you do what I've done. Which is, I pick and choose which ones, and certain ones speak to you more than others. And we all have our comics that we're not selling. It's just the way this business works. I have a Saga one. That book is not for sale. It's a very valuable book. It's signed by Fiona Staples. I had that bad boy, too. And then it's signed. It's great. It's beautiful. And I'm not selling it. That's in my no-sell pile. But I have a bunch of other books that I'm planning to sell. So my hero is big. And that Pop Funko stuff is massive, so check that out. 
attack on Titan, obviously. Log Horizon is coming out in January, and that's pretty massive. And then, really, I'm not I'm not watching much of anime. I used to watch a lot more. Um, and then there's always anime movies coming out and stuff like that, yeah. and I love it. But those are like my main three right now. Right. And, so, so, so yeah, uh, Ruby, Ruby is the next one up. Ruby, Ruby, obviously, I love Ruby too. Yeah. I and do want to ask though, so, you know, honestly though, because see, I, I'm a comic book fan. Now, you guys are talking manga now. Mm-hmm. Does manga hold the same type of collectability value as traditional More. comics do? More. More, really? More. People are crazier for that stuff. They want the clothes. They want the statues. But, we're t- uh, but I'm toys. talking about when they you buy the actual first print run book. You can't. You can't get, retain value. There's, there's no such thing because. What do you mean? They, because no so thing? so for instance, they'll come out and so for instance, the big difference and this is why manga and anime is kicking comics butt right now is because it's it'll come. Yeah, it's monthly. And at first, it'll come out on webtoons or something like that, and then maybe it'll come out on Ultra Jump Shonen. Right, so the Ultra Jump Shonen, which is only available in like China, Japan, Thailand, or whatever, never even mixed over here, right? And the people they 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 pick it up, and there's trust me, there's first appearances of Ruby, there's first appearances of Tech Titans that's sitting on some old guy's freaking newsstand over there, and he doesn't know what he's got. I'm I'm willing to pay three hundred dollars for that first appearance of Attack of the Titans or or Ruby. So I'll, I'll and, even add I'll even add more to this. Really, that so one of the things that, that is manga also can be weekly, and also the stuff that does come over to America is ten to fifteen percent of what's completely out there. There are shows God. that are not in mangas that don't get licensed and yeah. don't get brought over and don't get dealt with. And, and obviously, I have another show on my SoundCloud. I got conversations in pop culture, and I mean, I spoke to. A bunch of people who were in Funimation during what is called the Wild West back 1999, 2000, 2003, that time period, those four years, was the Wild Wild West. And people love Neon Genesis Evangelion. And that's crazy. I mean, there's a reason why Netflix redubbed the entire thing and, yeah, yeah. and did it because it's big money. And those mm-hmm. pops are big money and they're going to be bigger than anything else. There's a reason why I bought that stuff. I, I understand, and also I'm biased because I got to interview two of the voice casts and not the crazy drinking one, which is ironic. <laughs> doing something similar here, but not the one who, who went and then yeah, acted yeah. inappropriately at a charity event, which not 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 good. Not not a good look. No um, worry, Lucas won't get naked here. Spike, Spike Spencer. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be the Tiffany first podcast Grant. I had where somebody did that. But, yeah, so um, – the uh, yeah, I mean, so from the DC Marvel's perspective, they DC brought over Ruby. They, they're trying to do it with that. They're trying to hook it in. Do you know and, why uh, they brought over Ruby? Well, you know they. So do, do, so do, you, know, do well, you know the well, real reason why? I don't know. So from my perspective, I know they saw for so, so there was a report that came out maybe like a year and a half ago, where they were absolutely shown that they were getting their butts handed to them. On every single, from when it comes to Books Million or Barnes & Noble to Walmart, they were getting their butts handed to them by manga and anime. So next thing you know, they say, you know what, let's give it a chance. And uh-huh. you know what, the comic books, comic book crowd, they didn't really take to it. But guess what? Um, when you put out those trade paperbacks, they were still doing pretty good. right? So that, that's from the perspective of what I saw that might be a reason um, why that was going on. 
Oh, oh my God! Right. So first birds of yeah, fir- yeah, first Ruby, first birds of Ruby in DC, right? This is Ruby Four, and this is, I believe, Archen. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah, I decided to have have this cover next to me. Um, so it, it, I have the six. I don't know when seven's coming out. Seven's all messed up, but part part of also why this is this is the um cover B for for those who are interested in four. It's a cool cover, and uh, obviously that's Blake. Right. And Ruby, and those covers are just beautifully yeah. done. So, so another another reason why that they might have been doing it is because they did see that Marvel <laughs> two years ago actually did some covers, and they were called manga variants, and they did pretty good. They did they did pretty good, right? You know, the manga crowd didn't really buy them, but they did pretty good. Um, there's like some Hawkeye yeah. covers. There's like a uh, a Gambit cover with. Uh, what's Jubilee and Bubblegum? They did, they did pretty good, right? But it, it prompted Marvel to do something um, where they had the it's not called the West Coast Avengers, I forget what they're called. Oh, the Agents of Atlantis or something like this, where you've got yeah, that new Agents character of Atlas. That one, yeah, yeah, Agents of Atlas, where you had like Arrow and Hulk, Hulkling or whatever. Yeah, Agents of Atlas. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it, but the thing is, it got kind of cut with this whole COVID thing right now, so we don't know what's going on. Like, they brought back Swordmaster and Arrow. They will not bring it back now. They cut so from a start. There, there is a third reason. What do you got? AT and T owns DC Comics. AT and T owns Crunchyroll. They own Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth produces Ruby, and so naturally, given that they're all part of the same company, there is no paying for licensing the product okay. anymore essentially, or if they do pay a license, it still stays within the entire system, and that's something also, and part of what you say where it's different, Ruby is massively popular. People love Ruby. There's a lot of money put into Ruby. Ruby has grown from a show that had legitly no budget to having a super-sized budget, and it's amazing, and people pay good money just for Ruby and for Genlock, which is the other stuff. Michael B. Jordan not Michael A. Jordan. That's his father. And his son's going to be Michael C. Jordan. I, I guarantee you. But that, that's, about, that, that's a and, joke. And his son is going to be Michael well, D. Well, Jordan? It's like, well, it's like, it's like, well, it's like uh, T'Challa's father was T'Chaka or something like that. So, so they, that's also part of it where it's just a very easy product. And also they can bring in a bunch of artists to do some serious cool work on it. And it's also yeah. them venturing out into something, and DC has also ventured out and teased stuff with AEW, because yeah. it's also under the same branch, because AT&T essentially owns it now, and they own a bunch of TV networks, and there's all that stuff that's now in play, and so obviously a lot of products are coming into comic books. Yeah. But I mean, the real reason it, is there's money involved. Right, there's and if, if, you, if, you do, if any of y'all doubt that exactly what Andrew is saying is not correct... Just look at one. There's a Wonder Woman variant that's coming out pretty soon. I forget what the number of it is, but Rooster Teeth, he's actually drawing. Oh, really? Movie. Yeah, that's how crazy. It is. A manga, a manga artist just came out of nowhere <laughs> and decided to draw a variant. I, I see that as Wonder a trend Woman. within though the big two getting a lot of Japanese artists to begin to do a lot of variants. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it started with Sean Chen. This is all Sean Chen. Yes. Yes. Sean Chen yes. is great. Sean Chen has done so much amazing work. And then you also start looking at DC is also pulling out of international now. Mm-hmm. Very much so. 
and there there are certain people, and, and I'll speak to this, and it's not directly comic related, so I have inside information, and I'm the first person to say it, but I, in my podcast, I interview a lot of interesting people, people yes, like Ebass or Eric Basaluda, Sun Kumanaki, Keith Garvey. You know, I have an idea of what's coming out. They don't tell me exactly, but they say, hey, something's coming down the pike. Just look out for it. I have relationships with Zenoscope. I know Dave Franchini. I just did Ralph Tedesco. I have inside knowledge of what they're going to produce, how many covers they're producing, why they're producing it, how they're producing it, the numbers they're producing. And so it's a perk as, as an interviewer, which gives me insight. And, and whether, whether and I'm not going to pretend that they know it and all the people know it too, but buddying up with people is massively helpful. And, and so and so, obviously, when we look at all this stuff and what's coming down the pike, I mean, clearly it's, it's evident. I mean, look at David Nakayama with all those serial covers with Marvel. Right, right, right. So, so what, do you, what do you think about investing in certain covers just for the cover art? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm almost exclusively betting on artists. That, that's my entire motto. Model. All right, so Andrew, so within your course, you know, in, in teaching kind of book and wrestling, right, is this something you teach how to gauge maybe which one would be the best fit, you know, for, a, you know, investment? So so right right now in, in my class, I'm teaching the basics. So I'm not going to go starting to teach any of that until we're beyond the basics. So I'm teaching the barcodes. I'm teaching what CGC is. I'm teaching... You know, how to do your research or your research tool because I'm not about to, because that, that's something that, that actually agitated me. And I'm not going to name YouTube channels, but it's great you tell somebody what book to buy but mm-hmm. or what's that's, the top terrible. 10 books. It's terrible, yeah. It, 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 I got no problem with it, and I think those people are nice, and I think they're, they're, they're decent people, but I got pissed I off. I think they're trash. I got pissed off because I'm saying, okay, how many people know how to read a barcode? I'm interested in somebody actually understanding the basics and then and, and understanding what a publisher is versus what a writer is. And it sounds like, like it should be self-explanatory, but then I go to a con and I ask the question, and nobody knows that, that answer. What is a Mark Jeweler variant? I mean, I'll ask the two of you. Do you know what that is? And, and not as an embarrassment, but to, to, to prove a point, I, I don't know. Did you both know what a Mark Jeweler variant is? Never heard of it. Not me. Yeah. So, so I have 75 minutes in my class just talking about all the different variants that are out there and the history behind it. Because if somebody's going through a bin and they see something, you don't know what it is. I don't want somebody to be surprised. And so at some point, I'm going to go through perspectives on artists. What is an eBass? What does an eBass go for on eBay? What to look for with an eBass? What to look for with certain things? Do you want to go DC eBass? Do you want to go Mojo eBass? Do you want to go Rothic eBass? Those types of stuff are, are fascinating. Do you want to go certain artists? What do you look for? How do you even find interesting artists? Where do this you even sounds look? like a college course, my God. So let me ask you, Andrew, because I mean, this, this is very this, interesting to me. Yeah. What, what inspired you to you know, do this? for the people to educate them. What, what, what's the origin behind you wanting to help people understand this? I got pissed off. <laughs> that, 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 that's literally <laughs> it. You know what it is? I wanted to do it for a while. And then 
obviously I started one project and then I just started doing this and it's going slow and it's not great. I just actually finished recording something earlier today, research part one. And I was doing a comic book investing class actually at cons and I only got to do it once and I always wanted to get back to it. And it's just a very intro class that goes through everything in 40 minutes, which is not a lot of time in reality. And then I said, oh, I'm always going to get back to it. I'm always going to get back to it. And then I got busy. And then even with COVID, I got busy with, with another yeah. project that I love doing. And I love supporting indie and doing indie interviews and doing every once in a while getting a big interview on this. because my, po- my podcast is backed up. And then I'm just sitting down and just saying, hey, I'm building this PowerPoint. I'm building one a week. It's not going fast, unfortunately. That's why my class is dirt cheap because it's not fully built yet. So yeah, when you say that weekly. it's dirt cheap, so what are we looking at right now? Based on, you know, what 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 does the curriculum look like for you right now, and, and what's the cost? I just want people to understand, like this is something that is valuable because so, listen, I'm a collector. I know my shit. Yeah. Lucas is a collector. I know my shit. I I know when I find value. I want to, you know, I yeah. I get on my phone real quick. Hey, listen, this is for example. Remember, you know, the show Happy. My boy was looking at the box one day, standing next to me, and he beat, bypassed the whole run, being sold for five dollars. The whole, you know, all first prints. I'm watching Happy right now. I only Isn't saw the first dope? season. Isn't I saw dope? the first season. I'm watching the entire first season. I love Christopher Melanini. Yeah, he's great. I love him, and 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 Pat Oswalt is just a funny motherfucker. Um, if, if I could say that, I think I could say that, right? Say no, there's a dope man. There's no worries, man. And so, and so I really am enjoying it. I didn't see the second season, so I don't want to go too far and ruin that for me because I'm enjoying it. No, but and I bought I, the comics, but my boy just skipped the run. Yeah. When I noticed that he skipped the run, I said, excuse me real quick. He goes, what happened? I said, nothing. I, I said, let me go back real quick. Boom. I just took it. I'm like, yeah, this is on sci-fi. You nuts. Why would you miss an opportunity like this? <laughs> <laughs> and I just bought it for five bucks in front of him. There was even a time. Check this out. I had found a shop in Rhode Island. I'm going to blow you guys' mind. Because I know you said you got your free Miles Morales. I, I, I'm going to kill you right now. I bought every single Valiant Comics first appearance for a quarter a pop. The first XO, the first Bloodshot, the first Shadow Man, mm. everything from Valiant for a quarter. Then I also found Blue, the first Apple Blue Marvel for a quarter. I found the first Century for a quarter. This wow. shop did not know what they had. As you know, me and my boy are patient guys yes we're from new york but and we happen to have patience somehow (laughs) so we were just in these boxes and i'll tell you this which is really funny as soon as they pull out the first blue marble in in the first century i said yo look what i found my boy looks at me and says i'll pay you ten dollars right now i haven't even paid for it yet i'll give you ten dollars each for for them i'm like fuck you bro you think i'm stupid (laughs) what is wrong with people so yo listen don't ignore garage sales. Don't ignore Craigslist, you know, comic book sales. Like, dude, the Craigslist comic book sales, guess what I found for a dollar each? Not once, but twice. And each time, the first Harley and the first Deadpool for a dollar a pop. And in near mint condition. I would say if you were grading it, it would get to at least a 9.7. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I love hunting for comics. I, I love going yeah, through. I love it. I love, stuff. it. I love I love Facebook Marketplace. is an amazing place to shop 
when people have oh, collections, it's Could you it's, imagine? It's, could you imagine, Andrew? One day, I went with wifey to meet one of her cousins for the first time, and he was living with a roommate that that you know wasn't some shady business, but he happened to have statues and comics. Like, are you are you with Tennessee? He goes, no. Sometimes it's how people pay me. I, I did not ask any more questions, but I did see a comic book box. I said, you mind if I look through this? I'll tell you right now. I bought the first appearance of Gambit and Harley for ten bucks. And, and I just pulled them out. So, yo, I'll give you 10 bucks for these. He goes, are they worth anything? I said, I'm telling you, I'm giving you 10 bucks for them. No, I just take them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm grimy, man. When it comes to business, shit. Like I told, like I told somebody in the in the International Comics Crusaders podcast when I was a kid, I used to sell comic books, Andrew and Lucas, right? The kids that would go to religious instruction on a Wednesday, meaning that they'd leave early. These idiots would leave the comic books in their desk. So, you know, I'm from New York, I'm grimy, I'm Brooklyn, come on, bro. I go into the desk, take the comic books back, wait a week, and resell it to them. I probably <laughs> resold the comics to them four times before I finally kept it. Jeez. <laughs> so bad, that's so bad. Hey. Like, gang, hey. gangster. Hey. I do not do those things anymore, folks. So, so, so to, to talk about my class, so what, what, what it looks like right now is that it's five bucks a month. It's on OnlyFans. Mm. Five bucks a month. It's that's a bargain, Andrew. And and so right now there's six modules. My goal is to add another ten by December. Um, I want the core curriculum to be done by January, and then once that's done, um, we're gonna start diving into artist stuff and doing a lot of artist can you, bios. Can you, can, Andrew, can you t- go ahead? What's I'm that? Sorry, what's the platform, Andrew, that that you're you know using to to teach folks. You said right OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Um, I I just. He says, says that's not butt naked, yo. So what you need to know about comic? <laughs> yeah, you can see, you can see my six pack abs right now. No, it's what, one of the things is that I didn't want to do it on Patreon okay. because I, I don't like the reward aspect. Um, it's five bucks. It's unlimited. It's you get thirty free days to try it, which is crazy. Um, so if you want to try it for thirty days, and then it's five bucks, but I will be once that core curriculum is done. I will be raising it up, um, and I am right now. The only reason why it's five bucks is because I'm building it out, and I figured that that, that I'm not the type of guy that I want to create long term value because at some point I'm going to be building a second class and possibly a third class for more advanced that deals with how to go into things more in depth and go at harder. And obviously, I'm planning, once this core class is done, this isn't stopping. This is going to be updated twice a month or three times a month. I have a recommendation for you, my brother. And so and so that, that that's where I'm going with this. Okay. And I'm raising the price once that January hits 10, 15 bucks a month. And that, that's where it's going. And the only reason why it's five bucks right now is because I just figured that, 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 that until that core class is in there, that five bucks is a steal. And then once that hits, but but it's monthly. And then obviously it's cheaper if you buy it yearly. And then that that's where I'm going with this. And a lot of stuff's coming, but I'm looking at 10, 15 bucks once January or February hits. And I think you know what, Andrew. You know, I recommend that you you check out Podfest Summit. I think what you you have here has a lot of value, and this is something that they could help you even present to an even bigger audience. Because I do find this has a lot of value. Because again, you know, I used to find folks trying to sell me bullshit comic books on, on, on Craigslist. Oh, this is twenty years old, so it was a hundred dollars. But 
supposed to comment like, no, have you done your research? This is just because something's old doesn't necessarily mean it has value. Do you My, understand? It's a yeah. key, you know, it's it in good shape, and, you know, what's the story? Who, who, you know, is there a special yes. cover? You know, who wrote what, the book? What my my goal on. is my goal is education. I don't want to advise somebody what to, to do because because the, the saying is, "Give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man how to fish, he eats for life." Yep. So education, and then Dave Ramsey said this: the person who has the most knowledge, and that's education, and the most patient wins. And and and, and by yep. the way, when when I say win. If you and me are having a negotiation over a comic and I'm buying a thousand dollar comic, we go for an hour and you're knowledgeable and I'm knowledgeable, we're going to reach a fair deal and we're both going to be happy with the deal or we're both going to be unhappy with the deal, which is the same as being happy. Yes. So, so, so it doesn't have to sound like a conversation with Lucas. And and so, and so that doesn't, that doesn't, when, when I say negotiation, I don't have to decimate my opponent and they have to lose and I have to win. You know, you know, you could have win-win situations. And so, but, but that's also something I'm going to be teaching in this class is how do you negotiate? How do you behave? What's a, what's CGC? Like, what's a sketch cover? How does that stuff work? Right. And so I'm building can, can all you, this out. Can you teach them how to, time. can you teach them how to pack their books, please? Let me ask you. I'm, I'm working yeah, on that one. Now it's a little bit I'm, harder to do. I'm trying to, I'm getting too many books with freaking <laughs> and, and Walmart shopping bags. <laughs> Let me ask you though, Andrew. Uh, how do you feel CGC versus that P- the PGX, which is the better you know platform? PG- and, and when PGX it comes PGX to- or CBS? CBS, CBS. I'm sorry. So and there's so, PGX as well. Yeah. So so I'm a CGC guy, but I got my saga because I made an error and I was young. I got my saga signed by Brian K. Fawn and Fiona Staples at New York Comic Con, but I didn't get it CGC because I was new to this entire thing. And I was into comic collecting, but I just wanted it signed, not personalized or anything. So I had to get it yeah. verified by CBCS, came back completely verified, and it's all good. And so it's not it, – it, it's that's the one advantage of CBCS. So so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit. So there's two major grading companies. There's CGC, and you can get it, just submit a book to them, and it comes back a blue label. Or you could have them see you sign it, sign the book with a celebrity or – comic writer or artist or creator and then it gets a yellow label and obviously that signature is authenticated and cgc does not authenticate signatures cbcs does the exact same thing cgc does but they also have a program that verifies signatures it's very helpful if you messed up it, it, or, or 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 if there's a situation that didn't present itself there's going to be a situation in my life that I'm targeting where I have that Obama cover and I had Mark Wade sign it. I have Stan Lee on it and Obama's writing a book right now. And I'm pretty sure he's going to sign it at Barnes and Noble. Cause he's that type of guy. Nice. And then, and, 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 and whether you like the president or not, it's still going to be a dope book. And Obama from what yeah, I hear today. is a very nice man. And it's probably one of those guys that's a secret source. Please think about it. just joking. Uh, that's probably what he's going to do. I, I'm willing to put money on that because he's, he's a funny guy. And I think I think he's going to be saying, no, no, this is fine. That, that's my experience with certain people when you bring them certain books. But CBCS in that circumstance is going to be handling that because they're the only ones who've ever done that. And there is a book that they've done with that before that 
has Obama's signature on that very book. It's one of the first books they ever did and graded. So I like CBCS sometimes. Also, okay. I have some CBCS books. I have an Alexa Bliss a pair that I bought dirt cheap. I bought two Alexa Bliss books from my friendly neighborhood comic book for 120 bucks, graded by CBCS, yellow label, not red label, for 120 bucks. Um, that's that's pretty much the cost of those books. Those books were 15 bucks for the pair, and Alexa Bliss's autograph on those books pretty much brings it up to about 100. So I paid, and then the grading, it's less than than what it would have cost me to do it myself. Nice, it's great. And I'm, I love Alexa Bliss, and I'm a wrestling fan, so it's cool. And I'm going to make good money on that because she's Sister Abigail. Yeah, so, man. So if- I know Ernie from Friendly Neighborhood Comics. So shout out to Friendlies too, man. They're, they're basically like uh, four rocks away from Robot Chicken. <laughs> so, so they they both, in my opinion, have merit. And depending on what you want to do, and obviously, it's kind of like baseball cards. You have Beckett and you have PSA DNA. Right. You know, PSA DNA is probably better, and that's sort of CGC, but some people can't right. get a CBC book, and right. they'll get a right. CBCS, and it might be 30 bucks less. So Beckett and CBCS, they have a partnership going on right now. But what, I'll, I'll jump in on this one, and I, I will say that when it comes to the grading system, and there are discrepancies from book big and here and here, but TGCS and CBC are the same. There's no freaking difference. There are some grimy people that perpetrated a lie that CGC is better than CBCS, right? The, I mean, no the, major the, the, the major difference, difference is that verification. That, that, that is I mean, the I, major well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, yeah, about inequality, yeah. right? Yeah, a 1.0 yeah. is a 1.0. A 9.8 is a 9.8. And if you have any doubt about what, what that is, there's a reference called the Overstripe, uh, Overstreet Guide on grading oh. books. It's a nice there, big there, book. Yeah, yeah, it's a big book. There's all types of references out there that you can figure out that, hey, this is how you grade a book, right? There's no, there's no difference. I mean, I mean, sometimes guys have a – sometimes your book gets there and the guy had a bad day or he might have a good day, you know, and then he decides to mark yourself harshly or whatever. That's, that's Also, also my, my experience is that I've had books that I said, oh, man, this looks like a 9.4 and it's come back as a 9.8. And sometimes I think CGC sort of bends a little bit if they know that money was put into the book and they're on the fence. I think sometimes, so like I I got an Elias Chazu sketch cover. I think the book was was a 9.6. They graded it as a 9.8 because they realized how much money was put into the book. You think that, okay. And so, and then then, then I had another book that that, that definitely looked like a 9.6. And it was signed by Dave Johnson and Tom King. And it was the Dave Johnson Batman 50 Catwoman dress. Oh, nice. Cat, cats. And so I've had that in 9.8. Dave Johnson's a nice guy. Tom King was nice about it. And I thought that was going to come back as a 9.6. And that came back as a 9.8. And so I do think sometimes, also, I think if you're spending good money with them, they'll bend it and they might put a little note. And also, if you're pleasant and you're you're nice to them, and I am always friendly to the people who are grading my books. Of course. <laughs> for, for the reason, because if you're nice and then they look up, oh, man, you've been grading with us for four years, 9.6, 9.8, we can lean a little bit over to a 9.8. And so I think that sometimes happens. 
and and I can't I can't prove it, but I definitely think that that's something out there, and and, and I appreciate it. I'm a nice human being, and also with that Elias Chazu's book, they were like, "That's awesome." I said, "Hey, do you want to take a picture of it? I got no problem. You guys taking a picture of it?" Like, yeah. And, and, and meanwhile, meanwhile, the, the the people who were taking in my book were women, looking oh, at okay. this sexy, beautiful book. Like Chaz is like, oh shit, and like everybody in the right, table is right. looking at it, and then also, it, I I just have relations with with certain people, and they've sponsored a panel of mine, and so I know a lot of people, and that also helps. So in, in your class, do you also cover the topic of pressing, and how and and how do you feel about that? I I am not an expert on that, and so I'm gonna probably cover it, but I'm gonna have to do research on that. And so I don't want to state anything. I've never had a book that's, pressed. Yeah, that's, um, that's a 102 it, class. <laughs> that's a it, 102, it's, 103 it's, class. That's how I love I, it. I will mention it, but I'm going to do my homework on it before I ever do anything. And obviously, I'm going to do my research on it. So so, so I don't I don't feel comfortable stating one thing or the no, other right. on it. Lucas, are you familiar with pressing? What are your thoughts on that? Because yeah, I, I, I got, see a I lot of press. people recently buying books. And, they, and what I see consistently, especially on Facebook, is cats say – Yo, I just picked up this book. I'm gonna, I'm about to head out to my shop and get it pressed. I'm like, wow. So you know, you're kind of manipulating the condition of the book of the OG book. Uh, yeah. For me, it's manipulation. It's not OG. Well, so how do you feel about that? So, so yeah. So I understand your feelings, but there's there's two ways to think about it. So by pressing, which which what we're talking about is there's these those t-shirt presses, right? And what we do is we put that book under a t-shirt press and it's put under a little bit of heat a little bit of freaking pressure that means that all the wrinkles all the the spine ticks and everything kind of get pressed out as much as possible so it could go from possibly a 9.2 to a 9.8 right um there's no way to make it an 8.0 into a 9.0 or anything there's not, but you can get make a 9.2 to a 9.6 and i've seen some 8.5s going to 9.6 or so, and that can be a hundred to a two hundred to a thousand dollar difference. Yeah, so that's why. That, yeah, right. So, so, the, so it's what it is, and it's, and it's it's a skill, right? It's a skill that you. Is it a grimy skill though? That's what I kind of well, want to find out. Right. Yeah. So, so I understand the question because so, so right. So for instance, you no, know, you were talking about Beckett earlier, Andrew. So a big thing that's yeah. happening right now that a lot of people are missing out on is those sports cars, right? Um, Gary people, and uh, David Patrick, uh, I think Valium Entertainment are very big on those right now. All right. So, so, so right now, there's a big thing that's been happening with the cards, in which people you know what you're supposed to look at when you're looking at the cards is making sure there's no wrinkles, making sure that the uh, cards are even from picture to the side and everything. So the manipulation that's going on is that people are starting to shave off ports of the cards to make sure the whole thing was freaking even, right? Um, even after it's been graded, right? So you grade it, it's been graded, you get it back, then the guy's been shaving it off, and it's resubmitting it in order to get, you know, a 9.8 tip on it. That's all the size difference, though. Well, you know, that's, that is, it's, it's a, there's a acceptable point of error. When it comes ah, to side difference, right? Say like, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't really care about the the size of it, as long as the sides 
are kind of even, and there's no nicks or ticks on the freaking card and everything. So, so basically, that's... as a manipulator or Roberto Clemente rookie card, you know, yeah, take the thing yeah. There's a, a there's a guy, yeah, there's a guy that's about to go to jail for that in New York, actually. No, you know, hold on, so. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar yeah, with he's... this type of shaving, Andrew? Not shaving My... that beard of yours. Obviously, you have that COVID <laughs> beard going. Shaving, I, but... I I know baseball cards, and my dad is a big baseball collector. I actually got him a really cool baseball for Father's Day. I got him a uh, New York uh, City Field All-Star Jerry Seinfeld signed baseball. Oh, say what? That, nice. that, that was signed by PSA DNA, um, and that's what I got him for Father's Day, I think, a year cool. and a half ago. That's cool um, he's a big Seinfeld fan, and it's on a uh, New York City, you know, you know, Obviously, the man, yeah, bro. Yeah. there's probably only like one or two of them in the world. Man. Um, and so that, that's something that I got him. And speaking to that, he has some baseball cards. He has a Derek Jeter rookie card. That's worth some good money. Yeah. My um, wife has his, his minor league card rookie. It's kind of cool. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, not that know. cool. They was crushing on him back then. Like, what are you doing buying his rookie cards? He didn't even <laughs> like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, at least you're not the guy who, was in the club with Derek Jeter, and Derek Jeter took his girlfriend, and the guy said, well, I can't even be mad about it. Like, No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm being somebody's ass that day. If, 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 the thing is that if I was in a club and Derek Jeter took my girlfriend, I mean, I have no choice but to be like, no, I, mean, no, I got no. the best story ever. It's, 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 but I mean, I'm expecting It may be a least... crazy story, but no, no, no. no. But, 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 you ain't but, being me, DJ. <laughs> at, at, least, at least I'm expecting, and once he hears that story, for him to send me at least a Yankee game ticket. You know, like hey, hey, hey. I better be season tickets. Yeah, I gave you some good something. You know, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or, or at least like an autographed baseball. Like, say, hey, man, I'm really sorry, but that was five years ago. Here's a baseball. But anyhow, I digress. <laughs> I don't know any baseball. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the baseball will last longer than the relationship and be worth more. But hey, who, who hey, am I know, kidding? You know what, <laughs> man? The investment you might be onto something there. Just, more things that you learn in the investment program. If she dunks, you get it signed. <laughs> so, so, so I don't know much about card shaving. Uh, my dad bought the card graded back like 20 years ago, and he has a bunch of them. Oh, cool. And so I don't know much about card shaving. It's not really my thing. I have flipped Magic the Gathering cards. I flipped Pokemon cards, and I made money on that stuff, and they look good. I don't know. The person who wanted it was thrilled. I was happy. And then I bought a J. Scott Campbell comic, and it was great. The Mary Jane wedding stuff signed by Campbell. Oh, my God. I have a friend that does nothing but buy those covers, and then he's basically converting his whole floppy collection into omnibuses. And and, and so and so my, my, my entire uh, thing was, was I love that cover. It was signed by Campbell. It's a beautiful cover. I like her ass. It's got the spider webs on it. That's my favorite part. Um <laughs> That, that's also that's also like a personal book because because gotcha. it, it was it was a nice gift to myself during a how very difficult about, time. How do you feel about the omnibus market, the omnibus collectability market? Do you think that's something huge? Because I, my friend is like swerving on this right now, and, and he's finding what he calls gems in the omnibus market. I'm kind so, of a little unfamiliar with it. So 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 so, so it, it it depends. So a company like Zenoscope does a lot of crowdfunding. For, for putting together big volumes on omnibuses. They, they did one for Wonderland. Yeah. And so for them to redo that, they're going to have to kickstart it. I have one of them. It's a little beat up, but it was also signed by Joe Brusha, one, oh, really? cool. 
and so and so they they did it on a virtual con. He was happy to sign. He picked to Wonderland. He didn't personalize it or anything, which is cool. And so I kind of like that stuff, and I think it's fun. Um, and and I I just want to read Wonderland. I didn't get to read Wonderland from Xenoscope yeah. ever. It, it was tough, a little bit before I got into Xenoscope, and it was around the time, but but wasn't fully invested because that was like 2009, and I didn't come into comics really till I was reading Teen Titans and stuff like in 2008, gotcha. 2009. But I really didn't come to Xenoscope till maybe 2015, um, and, and so for me, it's just enjoyable to read it, and, and I love it. And I'm reading a lot of their stuff, and I find it fun. And I also review it and write stuff on their smaller trade paperbacks. Um, so for me, that's what I like. But I think that book, if it was in better shape, I think somebody would pay what I paid for it. I think it would maintain its value, just because they have to kickstart those types of books. And so once they print certain ones, because the problem with them is that they're not a DC and so they can't store it and they're not in a BNN per se. And so that storage, once they print something, they kickstart it and then they store it and the storage fees and all that stuff is part of it and why they have to kickstart it. And that's something that's out there. And, and if they do a Van Helsing or a Robin Hood, Van Helsing's got 50 issues out in December. Would love 50 issues in an omnibus just because it's cheaper for me. And, and, and even, even just uh, to, to get out of Xenoscope, Ryan Brown and Charles Hull just funded Crick, uh, Curse Words and did an omnibus of 32 issues in a hardcover on Kickstarter. And I think that book's going to maintain value. And even I have a book done by them that's the first Kickstarter not, not the first Kickstarter, but the first um, book. It's hardcover, and they were at a comic shop, and they sketched in it. And my favorite story is that I said to Ryan Brown, who was sketching in all the books, the trade paperbacks, and even the uh, hardcover for free. All you had to do was buy the book. You could have bought a $10 book, and he would have sketched whatever he wanted. And all these people were asking for Batman, do Wolverine, do Iron Man. I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want to do, man. Like, and he said, he just starts drawing this massive big thing. And Charles Soule is drawing a little stick figure on the other side. And like, Charles Soule <laughs> draw it all weird. It was, it was, it was a funny sight. It was a funny I can't sight. Imagine. Um, and so, but, but Ryan was like, yeah. And so that, that's my theory is that, and I think that book will hold up well. I think I could Excellent. sell that book for good money because it's got a cool sketch in it. Excellent. Omnibus is, I feel that it's tricky because it is more trade paperback and trade paperbacks don't really handle value well versus a comic book. Gotcha, gotcha. Would you agree with that? It's a long answer. I know it's a long answer. No, would you agree with that, Lucas, about the Omnibus is not holding as much value? Exactly. He's absolutely right. They only really hold value or increase in value when you get it signed by the author or the artist. I'm, and I'm seeing all types of secondary sales on those omnibuses, regardless of what it, whether it is, especially by those Stan Lee's omnibuses, or excuse me, that are signed by Stan Lee. They're going for like thousand dollars, seven thousand, ten thousand dollars. Oh, right ten, say word. Yeah, yeah. So if you have an omnibus, that's great, but don't just hold on to it. Make an effort to get it signed or get some art drawn and everything, and then it'll definitely not only just hold value, it will increase in value. Otherwise, I say, okay, there's probably going to be a bunch of copies out there and everything, but as long as it's got that personal thing tied to the writer or artist, you're good. Also, also, the thing is that if you're just like me, I'm not looking to make money on my Omnibus Wonderland. I have hardcovers signed by Peter Tomasi, 
who did Blackest Night. Yeah. I have that one sign. Love that. He was just at a comic shop and he put ring slinging in there. And I kind of wanted oh. it personalized to me a little bit too. And I actually don't know if it's personalized. I think about it, but I'm not interested in selling that. I just wanted that, you know? So, so, so when I get a book signed or a hardcover book signed or an omnibus signed, I'm not as an investor looking to sell it. It's for me. Graphic novels are for me. Comics are for me to sell because I still like reading these stories and I like to read a trade paperback. So that, that's the other thing when, when I talk about investing is that I love this shit. Like I like to read Xenoscope stuff. I like to read five issues though in an hour and I don't want to wait five months for it. And that's the thing. That's why I'm thoroughly enjoying reading Wonderland because I can sit down for three hours on my Saturday. This is great. This is great. This is great. Oh my God. I got 700 more pages to go. Thank you. Like, thank you for putting all this together. And it's signed is just a bonus to me. I didn't buy that book to get it signed in the virtual con. I bought that book because it was cheaper to buy that book than put it all together digitally or put it all together in single issues. Exactly. And and that goes back to why sometimes Marvel and DC are getting their butts handed to them because, you know, some of those omnibuses, you know, when they come out, they're about forty bucks, whatever. But single issues, they'll be like three ninety nine each, right? So, and and compare that to a manga, right, which will have you know five or ten chapters, and it'll be like sixteen ninety nine to twenty two dollars. So, that manga is that much? Shonen Jump's like ten bucks or twelve bucks. What what, what manga yeah, are you yeah, reading? Right? Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at some of the previews. So, oh, really? so what yeah, is yeah, that? So, so, if, so, yeah. So, what you need to do is, especially for your little class, make sure that these guys get a hold of this thing, right? Um, make sure. It, yeah, he, he, Andrew, when he, if you sign up for his class, he will get you a free copy of the previews. Where as soon as you, you tell me how to get myself a free copy of the previews, I'll be yeah, sure to pass on my class. <laughs> We we will talk. We will talk right after this. <laughs> and then, like in the back of that, there's all like all these, all this stuff when it comes to the comics that'll come out for like two months from now. And then, like, yeah, in the back, man, they've got all the toys and and all the manga stuff. And yeah, they're like seventeen ninety nine, uh, twenty two ninety nine. But they but they've got a lot of chapters in there from like three hundred thirty six pages of stuff. I mean, I, the so, most expensive yeah. manga I just bought was Berserk. And I bought the hardcover Dark Horse version Sweet. of it. And it's beautiful. It's a hardcover book. Yeah. It's three of them and it's fifty bucks. And it's like just a beautiful book. And the only reason why I'm bought it is I'm A reading it and it looks amazing on a shelf. It does. My boy showed me on the bookshelf. He bought those and he you know, this is my friend again that likes the army buses. He keeps buying everything hardcover. This is a shelf porn. This is probably what I'm gonna call his section. Hans is shelf porn. Shout out to Hans. Dude, he showed me that. That's the first thing I thought. Like, wow, those books look so dope on the shelf, bro. That that's the things that I bought. Gorgeous, I, dude. I have three of the, the sagas. So I'm a saga fan. I have it all in, in issues. I love reading saga in issues, but I also love the hard covers. I love the hard covers. Yeah. They look beautiful, and and, and 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 you put them on a shelf. And obviously, this is not my best shelf point, bro. I, I'm in an apartment, but I'm moving at some point in the next three to four months. And when I, not sure if I'm renting or buying or where I'm going to be, just, 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 that's my personal life. But once I'm fully settled and I'm actually building out a studio, I'm going to be building out my shelf and you're going to see 
like a lot of cool books. There we go, folks. Moving we're around. We're going to see Andrew's self porn, like we see in Lucas's self porn. Yeah, you're you're, you're going to see. <laughs> you're you're going to see some cool stuff, and it's going to be built a certain way, and it's it's coming, but but we're not at that stage just yet. Okay. All right. All right. All right, man. So, man. So, I want. Uh, you know, I don't want to keep you too much longer. What I want. I got all is... night. I got all night. So, so, so you're not keeping me at all. <laughs> God, the the but... only thing I got going on right now is I got two more sodas to drink, and Uh-oh. I need more alcohol. So, so, so beyond that, that's the only thing that's holding me. And I'm. But I think you need happy. to do is do a drunken previews with, with, with Lucas. That's, that's what you need to do. That's what that's you true. need to do. I'm, like, yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. I'm free. I'm free. I'm well, free. Yeah. All night. All night. Okay. So okay. you want to hit me okay. up in 30 minutes. Like, excellent. Well, yeah. it, we got to keep be... it short here for Comic Crusaders podcast. Because unfortunately, I've been working for 12 hours. So, folks, <laughs> please. <laughs> it's enough for me of being in front of a computer. I'm going to I'm gonna have blue eyes because of the blue uh, radiation coming into my eyes one day. I'm going to be looking sexy. A dark Puerto Rican blue eyes. Where <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, man. So, Andrew, you know, I've been sharing the, your Facebook on the bottom, right? On your SoundCloud. And, and when it comes to the course, though, how can folks reach out to you to, you know, begin to uh, get enrolled? Probably what I, the, the, there, there's two ways. You could just go on OnlyFans, type in Comic Book Investing 101. It should pop up, from my understanding. Or secondly, what I'll put up right now, and I'll leave it up there, and I'll just pin it up to the top of my Facebook. I'll just pin up the free 30 days, and you can check it out. Um, obviously, I'm not going to charge you for your first 30 days. It's not reoccurring, so you have to automatically re-enroll. You get 30 days for free, and then beyond that, it's done, and that's why more classes are being added in, and that's why I've given 30 days. I'll probably put up 20 spots. So first 20 people who want in, you can try it. If you like it and you want to stay in, you like where we're going with it, you can continue. Otherwise, you know, it didn't cost you anything. And it's not going to reoccur because I hate those reoccurring things. And I'm not here to screw you. I'm not here to screw anybody. I would like to earn your business. And I'm a strong believer that if I earn your business, that you will continuously stay with me even when I mess up because you will say, hey, you know, this guy didn't fuck me over. And so I want you to try before you buy. That's my entire thing. So I'll probably put that up on my Facebook page. Obviously, it's going in and out. My Facebook page is Pop Anime Comics. A lot of fun stuff's going on there. Even if you're not interested in my class, you should check it out. I think I got like 58 or 57 interviews that I've done in the last six months. I was Um, checking that out. You have done hella interviews with people across all different types of fandoms. So shout out to that. And then then there's another 120 on my main podcast, and I'm backed up by 30. Um, and then I sort of in, am in the middle of doing a very interesting cosplayer that we're setting up. And he does a Samurai Mario with his friend and he does, who does the Samurai Luigi. And so oh, that's wow. being set up. Cool. And then I have a very cool wrestler who's actually one of the original. And she is a transgender wrestler. Oh, say and what? So, and so this is very different. And I'm all over the place. And so... It's not Nyla Rose, but there is a picture on my Facebook page of me and Nyla Rose um, at a house show. Um, and, and she she is not the monster she is on AW. She is a saint. <laughs> um, she is a very nice person. She is super cool. And I'm, I'm just saying that I'm not under contract to say that, even though she could hurt me. 
in a lot of ways. And I really yeah, value my life. Very, but, uh, I'll put it so after that awesome endorsement. You know, you, you're standing in, in her, on her good side right now. All hopefully, good. hopefully, hopefully. Um, but, but, but again, you can just check out the Facebook. It's down below. It's Pop Anime Comics. Typically, anything with Pop Anime Comics is mine. PopAnimeComics.com is my website. I haven't written anything in a while, but a lot of cool articles. There's over 300 articles up there on a variety of topics. Um, obviously, Twitter is at Pop Anime Comics. The Facebook page is Pop Anime Comics. Interviews. I'm taking next week off, maybe doing one, but usually I do two to three interviews a week, if not eight. So, so you get anywhere from three to eight interviews usually. I thought, man, you're a busy man, man. But and that's then, awesome, though. And then what, Instagram. What Instagram is fun. Just, just Pop Anime Comics. So, unless I owe you money, if I owe you money, you know, I'm just gonna quietly walk away as if I broke something <laughs> in the store. All right, man. So we'll make sure not to share your email here so that way we keep the bill collectors away. No worries. All right? But with that, check out my man here. I want to give you a big shout-out, Andrew, though, for, you know, teaching people to learn how to invest in comics. That's really cool. I think that is a necessary skill as we float the market, especially for what Lucas is doing, too, because through the time of the shop, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff there. And if you know what you're buying and you'll see the values that, that, that uh, Lucas is, in fact, sharing with you. As a collector, so you can learn this stuff with Andrew. Go to Lucas to buy this good stuff, and we go from there. This is Al Mega with my man Lucas and Andrew. Thank you again for your time today. This is another Comic Crusaders podcast. Again, I'm going to share all the other links you got for your website and everything, but make sure to follow Andrew. Make sure to check out ComicCrusaders.com, UndercoverCapes.com, and of course, one of these days, the real Al Mega, the Al which is in the works, right? So with that, buenas noches, guys.